Hi there, welcome to or welcome back to the Shift Control Podcast. My name is Paul McAnallen. Thanks for joining me. Um, before I continue with this podcast, I want to refer back to the very last In Conversation podcast, which was with um, Paul Smith, PR Smith. Um, the feedback has been absolutely brilliant um, and I'm really lucky. On reflection, really, really lucky to have actually secured Paul as a guest on the show. Um, the content was really, really interesting um, on a number of levels uh, in terms of the Sostack marketing um, strategy tool that he has created and uh, driven and also his work in sport. Um, one of the things that I did when I really listened to the podcast was notice that there was some um, imbalance in the sound quality from my audio stream to Paul's audio stream. So that's something that I'm working on. I apologize for, for that but, and thanks for your patience, but um, I'm going to try and improve that um, over the next few shows. So um, thanks for your patience. This one's probably a little bit echo, echoey, so I'm just recording here from the uh, middle of the Tyrone countryside, um, unlike the previous ones which were either in, in an office or from my apartment in Belfast. This is the middle of the countryside and there's absolutely nothing in the background which is unreal. So um, it's a very echoey room that I'm in just now. So again, thanks for your patience. So this particular episode is as a result of some of the recruitment and training issues that I've noticed some clients are having recently. Um, there are at least four clients that I'm working with who are trying to recruit sales staff um, across a number of different um, categories and a number of different levels from tele-sales all the way up to um, high-ranking kind of field sales. And it's really difficult. It's really difficult for a number of reasons. One of the things I want to get out of the way, first off, is that it's, it's, it's not fair to blame recruitment agencies. Um, recruitment agencies respond to a brief. So if you brief the agencies well, then you're giving them a better start and you're trying to um, help them as much as you can rather than assume that they will be able to pull a, a grade A student or a grade A candidate straight out of their files. So it's unfair to, to blame them. Um, the quality and the standard of sales personship at the minute that I've noticed coming from agencies is particularly, um, it's not weak or poor, it's just disappointing, I suppose. Um, the expectation is that, that you know people are hungry for work, etc., etc., that you'll get good people, but it's just not that way anymore. Um, you know, this generation of millennials who are much maligned, I have to say. Um, you know, millennials evidently don't really see sales as a viable career path um, because they're not joining up to agencies, they're not making themselves visible for these positions. And maybe it's because that they're operating in a really digitized world that they see, um, that they see a, a job in sales as perhaps um, just a rocky path. Um, it's also probably a generation that's going to struggle to deal with rejection and if you're working in sales then you kind of face rejection on a fairly regular basis and your ability to deal with that will determine how good or bad a salesperson you'll become and ultimately I think um, the fact that sales is a commission-based job 
a lot of millennials tend not to um, want to risk. They see that as a, as a very risky profession. This is all, I guess, um, a lot of assumptions on my part, but I haven't really seen any millennials coming forward in this last four or five weeks to prove me wrong. Um, you know, they, you're looking at um, an ideal candidate would, would have very high levels of motivation and be very focused. Um, they would have all of the very personal attributes that you would expect of a professional, sales professional, the attitude will be right and they'd also have a degree of self-awareness. Um, I'm not saying that millennials don't have that, but I'd love to know where they are because they're not coming forward or not making themselves known in a lot of um, the interviews that um, I've been holding. So you take it to the other extreme and you look at the 50s, the 50 pluses, um, of which I am one, and I, within the next seven days I'll be 51. So I'm fairly well qualified to talk about this particular category. Um, so perhaps the 51-year-olds or the over 50s uh, give you the perception that they're uncoachable. I certainly couldn't comment about myself. I'm obviously very open to those ideas. Um, not really. <laughs> I, I can imagine that if you're over 50, you probably think you know it all anyway. Um, there is the perception that perhaps the over 50s may not be tech savvy. So whether that means they're not you know, proficient at any of the technical sales, they may not be proficient, but also just at the simple tasks of, um, you know, doing spreadsheets, but, you know, I mean, talking talk about really, really high-end spreadsheets. I'm also talking about um, being able to write presentations, to manipulate software, to, to you know, there's a perception um, that they're not really tech-savvy. Um, perhaps they have a poor work ethic. At that age, they're kind of getting ready to wind down. They're in the back nine and maybe taking it easy. Um, or you might feel that if you're going to recruit somebody, you don't want somebody who's perhaps after your job. There's no real utopia, you know, there's no real sort of standout age or demographic that would suggest that this is where all the great new salespeople will hang out. Both the younger and the older people have their um, challenges. But recruiting right now, I've never seen it as difficult to get the right person in the right job at the right time. Um, one thing about 50 year olds, I would say, is that um, if you're working on something that's really, really um, high-end and you're doing a lot of selling at a C-level um, at a, a, C, a, you know, a, a CEO level or boardroom level you really want somebody who can who has the gravitas who has the um, maturity to be able to negotiate and trade at that level I'm not sure millennials or, or people who are young actually have that and then if you take it a stage further I and mean, you consider the number of SMEs across the north where there's I think it's 150,000 SMEs you're at some stage going to be negotiating with a business owner. Um, in a past job, we we had a, uh, I was coaching um, a sales team and one of the guys who was about 25, 26 was going out and it was an incredible salesperson. But one of the, the comments that came back from a customer was that he looked a little bit young. Um, you don't get that with 50 year olds. Um, selling is all about establishing trust and building relationships. Um, so at some point you're going to have to have people of a certain age who are able to establish trust very quickly and build relationships very quickly. Again, that's probably something that errs towards um, an older person. Um, and then when you consider the language of selling, whether that's body language, whether that's um, business language, whether that's specifically 
high-level technical language, whether you're talking about internal dialogue and managing that internal dialogue, um, or whether you're talking about um, being able to understand, you know, for example, um, visual, audio, kinetic, and digital um, attributes, then it's more likely going to come from somebody who's a lot older. And to this point, and when I say that, when I use the words, you know, it's going to come from somebody who's a lot older, I know that sounds ageist in the other direction. Um, but there is something to be said about a mature salesperson who has the qualities that's able to negotiate at the highest level. Um, now, whenever I talk about these four or five clients that I have that are recruiting, some of them are just looking for very, very basic sales. Um, so basic sales in my head is a high level of sales ability, but not selling something that's all that hard or it's not that complex. And then there are other clients where the sale is really, really complex and um, drilling into the right decision maker and getting consensus and all of that sort of stuff is going to take a really, really skilled professional. Um, but the gap in the market is just unreal. There are some people that I've been talking to who are currently getting salaries of maybe 45 and 50 grand who will um, I ask, the only question they will ask before they meet is um, uh, what is the mileage? Um, what do they get on mileage? So that doesn't really show that uh, the attitude is in the right place. Um, I suppose realistically, the, the ideal person never really comes along. The ideal candidate is just never there. Um, it's all about really the level of compromise that you're prepared to make um, in the people you see, whether you're prepared to compromise on some of their weaknesses um, against some of their strengths, whether you're prepared to take that much of a gamble moving forward, whether you're prepared to look at um, commission structures that motivate and incentivize people that you wouldn't normally do. Um, but it is difficult. There's no doubt about that. Um, online recruitment hasn't really helped um, because I think it's a, in my head it feels very fragmented. Um, recruitment agencies have a really tough job trying to get the right people in the right place. And the job that you have as a, as a as a, as a client for them is to make sure that they're not pulling that person out of a job every two or three years. I think another difficulty is the over-reliance in the north on call centres because the definition of telesales has moved from um, one of pure sales prospecting to just some of the more apathetic and lethargic uh, versions of the same for the big multinationals who come over here because it's cost effective to do so. Um, there's no investment in people. There's a level of training that gets them to a, 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 a level of competency, no doubt. But after that, it's just basically a stopgap after university before people find a real job. So anyway, um, the, the follow-up to that would always be um, everyone should consider training their staff um, and everyone should consider, consider personal development plans. Um, but that really starts with an awareness. That really starts with you seeing that um, you have a need in the first place and I, that's normally the hardest part of it all. would be interested to hear what your views are um, and if you've had any experience in a similar area, you can catch me on um, Shift Control 66 on Twitter, LinkedIn and the website is shift-control.co.uk and I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.